time for talk, <laughs> talk comics to me. I just mixed two words together and that sounded bad. Yeah, um, I loved it. I am Champ Champenstein. I'm Heather Hadfield. And it's uh, we're here to talk about comic books, just the normal, except for we're far away from each other, which is always just sad. It is. If for some reason, and I don't know why, but it's always like more difficult to record this way, like not recording necessarily, but like to get into the flow like we normally do, like when we're yeah. together. This is fine. Like it works. It does what we need it to do, but it never feels the same. It's true. It's true. So, yeah. It's okay. Uh, you, you take us away. Okay. On the, boat of, on the boat of comics. We're going straight to hell. Ready? <laughs> Yes. This is my book. Uh, quick question before I start. When I hold up a book like this, does it show up the right way on yours? Yeah. Okay. It always trips me up when I see it in mine because I'm like, this is backwards. How are they going to know what it says? Okay. That's good to know. But it's it's funny because it works with that book anyway. Does it? Yeah. Yeah. Santana just like says stuff backwards. You know? Yeah. Yeah. This is a book about uh, Carlos Santana. This is... <laughs> This is called Zatanna, the Jewel of Gravesend. It's one of those little uh, young adult DC graphic novels uh, by Alice Arden and Jacqueline de Leon. Um, I have not gotten a chance to actually read this yet. I got it because Jacqueline de Leon is an artist that I've been following on Instagram for years and years now, and I absolutely love her art. Um, but yeah, this is just, again, a little different origin story I guess of Zatanna or just a story of like a certain period of her life with different origins yeah so does, um, does Rob Thomas make an appearance in there oh I'm sure he does somewhere uh, I haven't quite gotten to that part yet but I'm pretty sure there's a chapter called smooth in oh, here okay cool cool just wanted to make sure <laughs> um but yeah I'm I'm just gonna show a page of like some of the art like the colors and stuff like Jacqueline de Leon's really good with mystical like colors and scenes and stuff like I found her a few years ago um during Inktober and she was doing like a series of witches and they looked really cool so I'm very excited to read this because what I have seen like flipped through it it just looks really nice so all right yeah I will rate it once I finish it and let you all know get on goodreads yeah yeah uh i gotta delete my goodreads i went back and was like looking through some of the books i read and i was like if anyone finds this <laughs> they're gonna have fuel to make fun of me for life there's nothing wrong with that no there's not but i don't need the reminder of the the period of depression that i went through where i was only reading terrible books on yeah. purpose yeah 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 yeah. Okay. yeah 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 just just delete it start a new one yeah yeah <laughs> just rate that book <laughs> only for that um okay so i have vampire slayer this is issue number four i took this off my pull file y'all i didn't read the last one i'm not going to read this one i was talking to heather and i was saying that i thought that each issue was like a different artist the writer is the same but the artist is different and that is true that is something that all four issues have been by a different artist 
Uh, but the story is supposed to just be all of one thing. So it's, I don't like that. I think that's why the third issue, when I opened it, I was like, I don't want to read this because I don't, the art is different again. Why would I keep reading something where the art is different in every issue? It makes it, I mean, we just talked about this, but it just makes it really confusing because my mind immediately just thinks like each issue is a different story, but since it's like all the same story, just different art, it just makes it confusing for some reason. I don't, I don't like it. And I did like think that that second issue was like interesting and like where the story would have gone, but I just don't care enough and I cannot get past that like aspect of it to like make it happen. Like there's no way. Do you know how many issues it's supposed to be? Like, is it six? I I don't know. I thought it was just supposed to be an ongoing book actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure. Like I, I had assumed it was too, because that's what they do with Buffy, but I also wouldn't have been surprised if it was like, hey, this is just like one tiny series that we're doing. So, yeah. And I also wouldn't be surprised if it got like canceled pretty quickly too, honestly, because it was just like, it's not that great. And I think the fact that they can't just like have one continuous artist is a weird thing. Like that doesn't Mm -hmm. make sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Because that makes me wonder why they're doing that. Yeah, exactly. Like why do you have, and it's not like it's, like switching it's like completely different artists from each issue yeah don't like that (laughs) (laughs) and like the art is like very different I think that's the other thing so it's not like they're somewhat similar they're all very different Mm -hmm. yikes I'm gonna have to look at the other issues because I only read the first two and then I just kind of took it off so I'll have to like flip through the other ones and just take a take a gander yeah so just like at least get that aspect of it just like what yeah fuck? <laughs> okay are you ready yes all right we got I hate this place this is issue number three this is a book by Kyle Starks and I Arsian Toblin 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 yeah um I really like this issue I really like this book a lot I do too it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I would say it's silly, but it also has like a tone of seriousness to it, which I mm-hmm. like is odd and I like it. Like the serious tone is weird. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's like there's definitely some uh undertones, some serious undertones and stuff, especially with like the relationship between the two main characters, mm-hmm. how they have been dealing in their lives and stuff like that, but yeah, I don't know. I, I really like this. Um, this issue, they get a ghost hunter to kind of go with them to their land, the farm that they live in now, and do a little bit of investigating, but it kind of turns into something a little deeper than just a ghost hunter. Yeah. <laughs> uh. it, it's, it's a lot of fun, especially because I, I think we talked about it the first issue. Like, it's obviously not just paranormal stuff there's like aliens and like cryptids almost in this which I I thought was a really cool touch because it's not just one thing it's all sorts it's like the most haunted thing that you can think of in every way (laughs) yeah and I think it's that without being like overbearing Mm -hmm. because it could be like oh this is just like silly because there's too much but it's like oh no it's fine because it's like there's enough like it's balanced well enough and like yeah I think they care 
characters have enough dynamic to make the story like interesting uh and the art is really good so I think that also like pairs very well with like the story we're getting because it also feels very like horror movie-esque in the way that it looks yes I I 100% agree with that and you know we love cheesy horror movies anyway and this is like cheesy with again the serious undertones so it's just makes a very enjoyable story yeah I agree with you (laughs) thank you yeah (laughs) okay um I have sulfur wells this is a blue blood moon I just looked this up I think it's blood moon comics is the line that it is through it's issue number one it's by Otis Crane and Sarah Stella Scalia um I had no idea even what this book was about when I added it I uh saw one page of Sarah Stella Scalia's art and I was like that's cool I'm gonna read that um and I actually really really enjoyed this first issue um it's just it's about two friends who are kind of managing the waterways in their town um and they're trying to avoid a local cryptid that's in the area but there's obviously like more to the story and Mm -hmm. stuff because it, it deals a lot with uh living in poverty and how that like changes the way that you live and experience things so they're trying to survive in multiple ways and I think I thought that was a very cool touch to the story because the main character you get like him growing up in like foster care and stuff like that and then as an adult how that changed the way that he views the world yeah so I really enjoyed it I thought I was surprisingly enjoyable that's good yeah, and I'm not I'm not quite sure how many issues it's supposed to be. Like, there's only three solicited, but that, that also doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. But also, it's a very small comic publisher, so I just don't, I don't know. I don't know much about it. And uh, Sarah Stella Scalia does not have, like, a web presence at all. Mm, like, that's good. she has an Instagram, but it's, like, privated, so I just can't find anything out about <laughs> any of these people so I'm I'm not sure what's going on with this story but I like it I'm I'm excited to see and hopefully there will be like at least five issues even though at this point I'm pretty sure they could tell the story in just three yeah I'm just selfish and I like it (laughs) all right Uh, should I go yes you may go okay thank you appreciate it I I have George R. R. Martin's wild card. This is a drawing of the cards. This is issue number one. So this is going to be, I think, five issue series. Mm-hmm. Um, it's by Paul Cornell does the writing and Mike Hawthorne does the pencils and Adriano Di Benedietto does the inks and Ruth Redman does the colors. Everybody... Corey Pettit does the letters. There's a lot of people who are doing this book. Yeah. Um, I didn't mind the way it looked. Did you did you read this at all? I didn't. Did I flipped okay. through it though, and I that's what kind of made me want to pick it up to read it. It looked really nice. Yeah, it looks really nice. Um I guess if you have read wild any wild cards, 
this is uh, the first chapter of the first book wrapped up into one little comic, I guess, or the first four chapters. That's uh, Dave was telling me about okay. it. Uh, so this kind of just like introduces you to the idea of wild cards that there are some planet extraterrestrial beings who look like humans who have this gas that does very terrible things to people. Um, Dr. Adam, I think is his name, gets a hold of this, this thing because a, a, a guy crashes, one of the extraterrestrials crashes into Earth. Um, sorry, and there is a character named Bobby. I'm just trying to like remember their names and they have like very like iconic names mm -hmm. but they're basically enemies they have like comic books written about them uh the idea of wild cards is this gas gets sprayed onto earth or something like that happens and it starts turning people into wild cards uh and that just determines how like you know the suit is how strong they are and like the power sort of things that they get don't ask me there's a lot to it yeah dave dave he spent like i said uh, like a couple hours that one day when i worked with him like kind of explaining it to me and i know that like the gas kills some people mm -hmm. doesn't do anything to others mm -hmm. uh gives notable superpowers to a handful and then affects another handful but like not necessarily in a good way not necessarily in a bad way yeah. it's just something is different which I thought that was like a really cool aspect yeah. of the story and that was why I was like okay I kind of want to read that like jokers I would love to be a joker <laughs> yeah no it is like I do think it's a really interesting idea like there's like like what 30 books or something there's like a, a yeah. stupid amount of books um every time Dave tells me about it I mean, of course, he tells me about, like, the most outrageous things, mm -hmm. um, but it sounds, like, just ludicrous and some things sound really interesting. Um, I feel like it does feel like any sort of, like, sci-fi or George R. R. Martin-esque thing. Yeah. But just wild cards. <laughs> there it is. There it is. That's all I have to say about it. All right. With no previous knowledge, which I probably should have just, like, read the first book real fast because it can't be that long yeah or I mean if it is like I know that those types of books usually read pretty quickly so is there a cliff notes for it we'll google it after this we'll figure it out <laughs> uh, okay so next we have sins of the black flamingo this is issue number two of five this is just about our little thief uh who breaks in and finds something that he was not anticipating. And this just moves the story just like right along. Yeah, it's, um, it does a really good, it has a very nice flow. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I like about it is because his thing is he breaks in, steals things and returns them where they're supposed to belong. And he stole from the wrong guy this time and he's getting followed. 
Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah. I like the pace. I like, yeah. I like how quick it moves, even though it's like, it is very fast. It is just very much like, well, cool. I like, I like where this is going. I think it's really interesting. A lot happens and there's like a lot of characters that are introduced. Well, people, there's a lot of people that are introduced in this, but obviously they're just like one page characters. So you're, they're not necessarily important, but I love all the people that were kind of brought to our attention in this Mm -hmm. one the whole club that he ends up in like I just it was very good I I really like this story yeah I'd say if not art is really really great like that aspect of the book is like phenomenal like Mm -hmm. yeah just a well put together book yeah it's a very beautiful book and I just love it suggest it for all our gays yeah the gays would love this (laughs) All right, I am going to talk about Gambit. Yes. And this is what I'm going to say. This is issue number one. This is Claremont. This is uh, Claremont continuity. So like you mentioned, 90s. I tried (laughs) three different times to read this. I got about halfway through. Not for me. It's not for me. I, I do not... Oh, mon ami. I know. You're telling me, right? Uh, I was pretty disappointed because if you know anything about me, you know I love Gambit. And I liked 90s X-Men. Like, I, I liked the stuff that Claremont did, but the, I don't know what it is about this. I just did not. Mm. I, I was not into it. Maybe it's because I've been reading, like, Teeny's take on Gambit for so long now that I'm just, I really like how no she partial. Yeah. yeah. And, and I guess it's not bad necessarily. It's just, I have no interest in this story. So I'm, I'm going to try to finish it. I'm going to take four. I'm going to try it. <laughs> see how that feels. And if I can't do that, then I'm just going to have to not read the series. Are you so. going to get the issue still? Well, yeah, the second issue has the Hellfire Gala variant. <laughs> it's got slutty gambit. Of course I'm going to get them. <laughs> Um, but it does very much have that 90s feel to mm-hmm. it. Like it just feels like, I don't know, I, I'm reading this 20 years ago. So All right. well, I'll, I'll try. I'll try because I do feel like maybe I was not. I was trying to read this um, on Thursday when all that stuff happened. And so maybe that was like part of it. Mm-hmm. But also I tried reading it Wednesday at work too and couldn't do it then either. So <laughs> we'll see we'll see what's going on (laughs) oh poor gambit i know i'm just getting the shit into the stick lately (laughs) um so i have the variants this is issue number two this is just a jessica jones mystery the idea is that uh the purple man has planted like a time bomb in jessica's mind uh to maybe do something to her and all of these random versions of her have popped up and that's that's that that's this it's a lot of fun variants yeah okay yeah she like punches them out at one point it's just like it's really fun um i really like film notas art like i i tend to like gail simone's stories and there's something about that this story that i really like Mm -hmm. um yeah and I 
Jessica Jones is a character I, I tend to go back and forth on. Right. Like, it really depends on like who's writing her, what's going on. Like <clears throat> I didn't really like, like I liked the Jessica Jones series on Netflix. Like mm-hmm. I liked the first season, but I don't know if I liked the first season because I like Jessica Jones or if because I if I love David Tennant so much that I was like, oh, of course I love this. Yeah, no, that makes sense to me. And he's like really good at being like a really terrible man. Like mm-hmm. he's just really great at that. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. Okay. Would you perhaps go back and watch it again if you like read more Jessica Jones? Okay. I would never go back and watch the Netflix Jessica Jones show. <laughs> no. Okay. That's there, fair. There's too much content. I've watched it once. I, I got what I needed out of it. Like, no, thank you. Okay. Sorry, Sagan's sleeping on the couch in here and she made a really weird noise. It's all good. Okay. Yeah, it's it's just, yeah, no, no. It's good. This is a good book though. The variance is great. I would highly suggest it to people who do like Jessica Jones, people who like Phil Noto's art. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think you, uh, I think having like a vague idea of like what Jessica Jones' backstory is would help, but it also kind of just fills you right in right um yeah I read that first one and I I said it after we talked about it like I I know prior knowledge of like Jessica Jones except for the fact that her name is Jessica Jones and she bangs Luke Cage like I knew that Mm -hmm. but I enjoyed the first issue quite a bit I was a little confused because I don't know a lot of those characters from that sect of the Marvel universe yeah um but I do, I wanted to read that second one because there's just something about it that made it very easy to understand what was happening. Yeah. So uh, that's m- my take on it. <laughs> All right. So next we have Public Domain. This is issue number two. This is our little Chip Zdarsky joint, if you will. Uh, yes. This continues the story of a man and his sons fighting for his creation and him the creator kind of being apathetic to everything that's like happening i i liked this one a lot because i mean with the the whole reveal at the end of the first issue you get how each of the people in the family in this issue kind of deals with that news and what they think they should be doing Mm -hmm. in regards to that i just thought that was a very cool thing because they all reacted very differently yeah just very realistic I guess (laughs) yeah I say I think there's something real to that and I think I don't know I understand all edges of the like you know circle and like how everybody is feeling and Mm -hmm. it just does suck to like reading this and being like very aware of how this all also plays into real life and you know just sucks it sucks because it's like you can't you can't take take them on necessarily and win right no matter what evidence and proof you have like it's it's a hard thing to do and even then it's like is it worth it Mm -hmm. like how and how worth it is it and like how much money do you get out of it in the end and Mm -hmm. I don't know I'm sure there's lots of stuff to it but yeah it's just like it's shitty when you really sit with it and think about it and like think about how many people like this affects and I don't know it's like what a few years ago when the creator of Rocker Raccoon was like really, really sick. 
and was like had a GoFundMe going Mm -hmm. and it's just like this character and this person like this like yeah this character is just so so fucking iconic at this point and like this man has to do this this Mm -hmm. like you can't treat these people with care like it's just yeah it's gross um and of course like we both know that corporations are the worst and we don't have to get into that sort of thing That's right now. Another can of worms. <laughs> but yeah, that, that brings up a lot of, you know, those, those feelings too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he does a very good job of um, making it easy to explain and understand. Cause I mean, a lot of people, I mean, we spend a lot of time reading about stuff like this too. So I, I feel like we have a very solid understanding of like what happens and what doesn't happen mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff. But if some people don't necessarily know about that kind of stuff, this does a very good job of rounding it out in an easy to way, understandable way. Yeah, agreed. I would highly suggest it. It's really good. I think it's really like it's really, it's a really intelligent read. Yeah. Without like, being, without being pretentious. It's a very intelligent read and it looks, <laughs> it looks really good too. Like yeah. Chip just does, does, is doing a very good job with this one. I'd say the art is really great. Like reading this made me, like I had forgotten how much like I, I love Chip's art. Uh, mm-hmm. It's been just like so long. Um, sex criminals, right? Yeah. And I know he's like, he's done issues of stuff like here and there. Right. Like, it's yeah it's so good and I love it so much so it's good to see we love our boy chip we love our boy chip <laughs> our sweet friend our best friend <laughs> <laughs> all right um I have good boy this is issue number three of volume two I think there's one more left so I don't really have too much to say about this um the group of mercenaries I guess um I just don't know what else to call them. They are going in to hunt the main bad guy. Um, this goes in depth at the like how they became a group to begin with, which was during the war. I don't, I'm not sure which war. There's a lot in here that's kind of left open for your interpretation, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but they enlist the help of one of the guys' ex-girlfriends. Cause she's very good at like locating people and getting knowledge and stuff like that. Um, she's a cat. <laughs> this book is so silly and it's I pretty, love it. It's a pretty good reveal. Yeah. It's a, uh, th- I'm not going to show you her because that was my favorite part because it's not a secret. They've talked about her multiple times within the series, but I just, I guess I kept forgetting that she was a cat. <laughs> so I like got to the page and I was like oh <laughs> did they was... mention she was a cat yeah yeah they uh-huh. have like multiple times but it's just like didn't register until I saw her and I was like oh she's like she's a cat <laughs> so yeah this is just uh John Wick but if the dogs were protecting the humans <laughs> it's very good I know I've mentioned that before as well but I know ne- I never put the pieces together and realized that the dog's human's name was John. (laughs) It was very funny. Good, good. 
yeah, that's all I've got. I think I think that series is almost done. I I hope there's not going to be another volume because there's beaten in at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of like the John Wick movies. Yeah, which I wouldn't be surprised if they did a volume three just to keep up with it. And there's apparently a fourth one. Yeah, there's a fourth one coming out. Okay, I thought I saw a trailer for that recently or read an or, article. I was like, I think I saw a poster. I don't yeah, know. that could have been what it was. Internet made me see it. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> uh, I have Sandman, Nightman. That's not what it's called. The Nightman cometh. <laughs> Sandman, Nightman. <laughs> uh, this is Sandman Universe Nightmare Country. This is issue number four. This is just continuing the little Sandman story. Uh, about the Corinthian and this actually does have a little uh call back to the beginning of Sandman so that like was main series yeah like the original okay. Neil Gaiman series it was like that that's that meme with Leonardo DiCaprio when he's pointing at the tv I was doing that at my comic book I was like oh thank god I had like I don't it's not like relevant for you to know that information right uh but it was like one of those things where I was like oh shit I I read this. I have just, I read this recently. So I suppose that Sandman read is, is working out for me. Paying off. (laughs) Are you enjoying this nightmare country? Cause I know we had issues with like the first issue. Well, not issues necessarily, but like questions. Yeah. I think the first one, like once I got past that, everything has really flown together. And I still really like that first issue. I think one of the things I really love the most about this series is uh, they have guest artists on every single one. Mm -hmm. So like part of it is like your main series and then it's like a flashback or something else that happens where or like you're seeing somebody in a different area sort of thing Mm -hmm. uh with a different artist and I just I really love that a lot uh but yeah I really like this book I'm having a lot of fun um just because it's one of those things where you know just like really grotesque gross things trying to murder people love that yeah it's good so so it's just good good horror stuff in that way perfect (laughs) uh okay so now we have detective comics this is 1062 this starts a ram on the writing of this book and i've been excited for this one for like a a minute now and it's here and it was worth it it was really good yeah it was it was very very good um and then the story in the back, which you and I had talked about, is mm-hmm. very, very good too. Yeah, that size barrier and yeah. Danny story. Yeah, that was I I almost liked it more than the the, the Ram story, if I'm gonna be like a hundred percent honest. Like I really, really liked that story a lot. Like the Ram story is top notch. Uh Gotham opera literally is happening. And I like that. I like the dynamic, I love the art, I love the flow and the cadence mm-hmm. uh, but there was something about that backstory that like I don't know why it was so good it had like no right to be so good yeah it was I did end up reading it after we had like talked about it mm-hmm. and I absolutely agree it's incredible I am a sucker for panels that are laid out like that but not just like the art the words yeah when they're set up 
like that. I don't know what it is about that, but it just, I, I love when they do that with certain stories. So it's definitely worth the read, the, the Ram story or the Ram half of the book. And then the Sysperier one at the back, it was just a, overall, just a very solid first issue for them. Yeah. And uh, the backstory by Sysperier is about Jim Gordon. So I think, I don't oh. know if that was also part of the reason it was so good. Mm-hmm. It's like that like dynamic of like him really diving into that character in such a really small amount of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's really good. It was a really good book. Like, one of one of the best Batman books on the shelf, if not like the best right now. And I'm reading a lot of Batman books, so I feel like I can say that. Yeah, absolutely. You have that right. <laughs> I voted. I'm reading them. <laughs> I I can do what I want. We've got so many Batman books. It's it's the talk comics to me declaration of the week. Yes, we can do it. <laughs> All right. Um, I have Nottingham. This is issue number nine. There's one issue left, so I don't really have much to say about this. Um, The sheriff is kind of putting all the pieces together and discovering who has the king, who's betraying who, what's happening and stuff. And there's there's a big twist at the end of this one that kind of puts the sheriff in danger. So I'm, I'm not I'm, I have no idea how this story is going to end. Okay. It's, it's very strange. Um, but do you I think just, it, do you think it's going to end is 12 bit? 10. 10. Okay. 10 is it? Yeah. Um, as far as I know, I mean, because it was only supposed to be what, like six issues, mm-hmm. seven, something like that. Yeah. So it's 10 is supposed to be the last one. Um, and I'm just not sure how it's going to end at all but I'm excited to see it because the way that this one ended was like, so I just don't know. I just don't know (laughs) what they could possibly do. So I'll let you know. Um, Yeah, no, it was, it was really cool. And I do really enjoy the story. I've liked it since the beginning, you know, Robin Hood, Sheriff of Nottingham. It's super cool. But with this second story arc, apparently if you like have all the issues next to each other, it creates one big picture and has like a saying across the bottom. So when I get the next one, I'm of course going to lay it all out and I'm going to see, see what it looks like. That's that's cool. I like that. I like it too. Okay. I have a swamp thing. This is issue number 15. There's only one more issue of this. Uh, So yeah, I'm, I don't have a lot to say. Just wrapping up the story. Uh, Swampy has, I think found, is trying to find a way to, talk to this kind of evil that is trying to start a war and that's about it that's really good I really like this story a lot um I think there's a lot going on I think reading it monthly kind of sucks for that Mm -hmm. matter um but like it's really good and I'm enjoying it I just will look forward to like reading it in a more like all at once sitting because I think it'll benefit from that do you think um that would just be an ideal way to read it for like anyone. Yeah, but it sucks because the way they're putting out the trades is not very like it's a weird way because I remember trying to look it up and it was just like because they that first half came out like we were still at the old shop. Mm-hmm. Like I know I we moved it to like in December probably. Yeah. 
okay. I I vaguely remember like seeing that. And I think that was like one through six. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, and I remember the second trade didn't come out for like a, a good chunk of time. It was just weird. So I think it's a, like a hard cover that's collecting all 16. That would, that be, would be the way. Yeah, because yeah, they did do that weird thing where they kept making it longer. Mm-hmm. So I can see why that would be hard to like get a specific set of trades for it because i mean it was supposed to be 12 originally right i think it was supposed to be six originally and then maybe it got extended to 10 and then it got extended to 16 something like that or maybe it was like 10 and then it was to 16 it was something like that where it was yeah so yeah that makes it very confusing when you're trying to collect them because Mm -hmm. yeah okay so yeah i think it i think it'd be better run in trade I think the way that they did the trades was confusing. So mm-hmm. it's fine. All right. All right. Okay. We have, we have, we only find them when they're dead. This is uh issue number 12. Heather read this. I did not. I'm still behind. I'm sorry. I failed you. Yes. So I'm not going to say too much about it, but I am going to say this uh, continues what happens, like the, the reveal that happens in the previous issue. Um, and then kind of goes into how that affects one of the, the main characters in, in this issue. So there, it, it does get a little confusing. Like I was telling Champ, it kind of goes back and forth on like one incident that happened and then how it affected the present situation. So I think if I were to go back and read 11 and then 12 it might make more sense but because this is a very dense book and it is a lot of back and forth and stuff when you're reading one issue every month it it's easy for pieces to kind of fall through the cracks so yeah I think that this is a book that would benefit from reading in trades rather yeah because say and it bounces back and forth through time a lot yeah like, which is fine but also yeah can be confusing yeah after a month to month because you're like what year was it when the last time I read it right and that's that's something that is in this issue a lot is like this is it this year this is this year and it's just I like the way that they do it I I think that's really cool you're getting literally all sides of the stories but it's it does get confusing when you're trying to figure out well what wait what year did this thing happen like trying to suss it all out yeah 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 so yeah, no, this is definitely a book that I would recommend, but recommend reading through trades per story arc. <laughs> It'd just be way easier. Like, yeah. I want people to be able to enjoy this story because it's a very, very good story, but I feel like that's going to be the only way, unless you have a better memory than we do, which I <laughs> doubt. <laughs> I suppose if you're only reading like this book and a couple others, it would be yeah. a little bit easier or if yeah. you're just like kind of late on single issues like and read them all in one in one go which is mm-hmm. same as reading a trade but yeah I this is one that I would like to go back and read from the very beginning but like take notes while I'm rereading mm-hmm. and I can remember certain things that are happening because they do reference so many things that happen in like the first story arc that like what was that a year and a half two years ago like at least two years ago yeah like I think last year was that other story arc right yeah it's just hard to remember like certain things because this 
story arc so far, they talk a lot about Moloch and like they did in the last one, but it was more or less like how people view him now. Whereas mm-hmm. this one talks about Moloch before the first story arc. So it's like, it's very confusing. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go. Go ahead. Okay, this is Beware the Eye of Odin. This is issue number two. Um, I can't remember how many issues this was supposed to be. I know it's limited, like three? Four? Maybe four, yeah. So this is just following a group of people. There's like a prince, the the blacksmith, and then this this crazy woman that follows them. Um, They're on their own little mission in this issue. They are trying to like hide from the trolls because the trolls are going around like killing people who enter the woods, which I don't remember what the woods are called. There is a name for them. It's an actual real wood, real woods. (laughs) The real wood. The real wood. Um, But they are in this one, they are on a mission to find the earth. Earth smithers, I think is what they're called. Stone smithers. I I cannot remember. I apologize. Um, But they are the only place that they will be able to hide from the trolls, but they'll also have information about the magical axe that our main character is wielding. So it's just little missions that they're going on. It was all right. Like there were things that I really did like, I do like about this series, Um, but there's also just a lot that I, earthen smiths is what it is, is what they're called. But yeah, there's just a lot that I'm just, it's almost like too goofy for like how serious they're trying to make the story. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I might I might check out the next one, but I wasn't really grabbed by these first two. Like I gave the second one a chance because I normally do like these types of stories, but I just don't. Yeah. Yeah, that one, that one lacked substance even within that first issue, so. Yeah, yeah. And I was hoping that like with this one, it would make more sense and like you would have more character development or like plot development which in a way you do but it's hard to move forward with the plot when you don't know or care about these characters at all so I don't know I might just take it off my poll and like read the third one when it comes in because I it's not it's not for me it's not my bag it's like a 499 book too yeah which you get you get a lot like it's a big book but i'm just i don't think i'm interested okay well i will talk about something is killing the children this is issue number 25 it's wild to think we've been going this long Mm -hmm. um stuff really like heats up in this issue this was like a really intense issue since uh erica left archer's peak the House of Slaughter has kind of been after her. They've, or after them, uh, House of Slaughter has hired somebody within the house who's kind of an assassin to go after them, after Erica. And so that's like, Erica is fighting a monster in Obscura, I'm pretty sure is what they call it. Uh, but it's pretty like, pretty brutal looking monster. I loved it. I love the way it looked. It did have like a, I'll I'll, sh- I'll show it to you anyway. 
That's so cool. And yeah, it's got an eye in the middle of its stomach. It's like a it's really fucking gross and creepy. I I love this book so much. <laughs> but yeah, she's dealing with this monster and this wildness in this town. And also on the other hand is having this like assassin after them. So I don't know. It's really, I really like it a lot. I like the dynamics of this like particular story arc and how they've, I like how they flowed from like, I think it was like issue 17 is when Archer's Peak was done or when it started the new story arc of like after that and mm-hmm. kind of did the backstory of like how Erica got to the House of Slaughter, their time there and the like the connections they've made with people and here it kind of builds more upon that and like uses that knowledge to like further the story and show you like how how serious things actually are. Um so yeah, it's it's really good. <laughs> like it's just like continues to be really good. I finished it and I was like, fuck. That's shit. Yeah, you've every issue seems like has been very solid. Like every time you talk about it, it just it seems like a really good story. Yeah, I say even like the issues where it's like more downtime, you're still it's still moving the story along. You're still learning stuff. It's still building this world of these monster hunters and like who they are. And I think having we'll get to House of Slaughter next, but like having House of Slaughter and that going in depth into like the different masks and like their relationships within the house, maybe not necessarily this one as much as I think the last story arc um, of House mm-hmm. of Slaughter with why am I blanking on his name? I I can't even remember his name. And I Aaron, just Aaron Aaron. Yes, Aaron Slaughter. I was like, uh, I just looked at those like a few days ago. <laughs> but yeah, I just like, I think as a whole, they've just built a really interesting world. I know that like it's gotten picked up for TV, but like I told you earlier, I just don't, I don't want it. I don't want it as a TV show. Like I'm perfectly fine as it being this. And I think that's what I want out of it. Like I don't like some comics just should stay comics. And that's why they're like, that's why this medium is cool is because like, there's something like this where you can just like, you know, massacre children have really scary monsters and it's really, really good. I don't, I don't need it as a television show. I'm perfectly like satisfied. It's like department of truth too. It's like, I, I love the shit out of that book. And like, I want all of the success for all of the creators I love, but I don't need it as a TV show. It's just sometimes it's it would it's so hard to translate like what is happening in the comics to like TV and yeah like you said that's that's what makes it such a cool medium is because like for a lot of this stuff you need to use your imagination and it, putting it as a TV show it's it wouldn't have the same feel it wouldn't have the same magic as like reading yeah. it and I think it just like takes like you can't capture the same magic like as you get from the book yeah. and like the artists who are making it because I think you know it's something that's like came up in Thor Love and Thunder is that scene of like when him and Korg are standing on the mountain looking at the like uh corpse of that god mm-hmm. and how it's like it can't compare to the actual art in the comic and it's like it it legitimately can't Mm -hmm. and I I don't and I think 
I, I know it's weird because it's like I've always wanted to see a lot of my favorite things turn into television shows, but I think I've just become a person now who just like doesn't want that. Well, because they do it so often and they just can't capture the same mood. And that's that's my biggest complaint mm-hmm. because I'm I'm the same way where I'm like, we you've already tried this with so many other things and it just fails because you're not capturing the right feelings. And that, like what it is. Yeah. 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 The essence of the story. It's, it sucks. And I I don't know. Bums me out. Yeah. So, anyway, that was a, that was a rant (laughs) I wasn't expecting on, expecting going into. But yeah, I love Something is Killing the Children. I think it is 100% worth a read. Um, Yeah. Since the beginning. I know I always say this when I talk about this book, but yeah, that first issue, I just wasn't sure. And then since like, the second issue on I've, I've been a hundred percent sold where I'm just like, yeah, this fucking rules. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this just rocks. So I am before we stop recording today, remind me immediately after we're done, I need to go order the trade for the first one. Okay. I'm forgetting to do that. And I meant to do that when I was at work yesterday and just completely forgot. So, so now we have house of slaughter. This is issue number seven. Uh, this is Scarlet Part Two. This I follows... have a lot of thoughts about this. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 okay. Um, I love, 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 love these two issues. I know I haven't really read much of this universe before, but like I said, there's a certain mood, a certain feeling to these comics, and I, I feel like the this story arc in particular captures this mood that I love love in comics it's so like quiet and eerie and Mm -hmm. they just do a very very good job so it's following a character Edwin who is like sent on this assignment to investigate um a death essentially um this woman is found in a body of water and she's missing her eyes and around that same area there's a lot of things that are happening with people's eyes like missing eyes and stuff so because he is very good at reading things differently than other people within the house. He is sent there to investigate it by himself. Um, I love, love this issue in particular. Um, My favorite thing about it is the relationship that he has with his paintbrush or his pen. Mm -hmm. Um, With his monster. Hermes, is that what his name is? I, I don't remember. Something like that. But I just, I love the dynamic between the two of them because Edwin is very like quiet and introspective and again moody whereas his monster is very emotional like the exact opposite of it Mm -hmm. so I think they just their relationship is solid I I love this story I've, I've been thinking about this since I read it the other day when I texted you about it like I just I love this character. I love the way that the story is being told because there's so much going on. Mm-hmm. It's really in depth too. Um, mm-hmm. And this is like another thing I've liked about this like House of Slaughter part um, is that it's just like the storytelling is so different from the main story. Uh, the storytelling from this story arc from the last story arc is very different. Um, and I really like that. Yeah, just really, and I do really like this story a lot. I like, yeah, like you said, I like the tone. The tone mm-hmm. is like a very, like a very good tone. Yeah, I just, I like the way that this character is built because 
the way that he like draws things that already exist, like things that people have already drawn before to better understand what the person was feeling when they created their art or whatever. Uh, and something that I had forgotten because I didn't read something is killing the children, but you and I had talked about it one time was that the fact that the kids can see the monsters, but the adults can't. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of, I was reminded of that in here when the things that he's drawing in his book, like the kids can see what he's drawing, but the adults can't. Yeah. That completely spate. And I was like, well, why can't they see that? And then it kind of registered like it's because of the monster like that's what's happening but it's just a very good story and I really like it I had a lot of feelings when I read this one (laughs) wrong with that it's just good um so yeah once I read something is killing the children I'll be able to talk more (laughs) with champ about it it's over for you bitches (laughs) unstoppable uh okay so now I have orcs 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 the curse or as it is in diamond uh the wizard <laughs> well there is a wizard so it's i know cursed. and there is a curse so i guess it, neither one is wrong but this is the title the curse yeah uh this just continues about the curse <laughs> <laughs> this just continues a little story about orcs and that's that's there's nothing much to say about this yeah i know this kind of a little this- silly book it goes this issue goes more in depth with the curse that is going on within this series but it's just a cute little orcs adventure yeah is this the first one was three issues right i think the first one was four okay four or five i know it was definitely more than three yeah no i was trying to think about that because yeah it was four it was four. Mm-hmm. I do remember that now. Um, I wonder if this one's going to be four. This is just a lot of fun. It's just a very yes, fun. I, I like the art a lot too. Like I like the art and colors. It's really, yeah. And it is just fun. Like when I read it, I'm just like, okay, I'm in for like a little bit of a good time. Yeah. It reminds me of like, if the, the creators of Adventure Time, like made another story that's this is what it reminds me of. It's just <laughs> so goofy. There's so much silly stuff that happens in it, but it's like, it's it's a lot of fun it's mm-hmm. just good okay a little orc story about a curse <laughs> and on the flip side we've got deadly class this is issue number 54 a couple more issues until we are at the end this um, is also about a curse <laughs> the curse of selling out <laughs> the curse of self-deprecation yep the curse of growing up <laughs> I, <laughs> I think that's like really the best way to describe this particular issue. Um, yeah. Okay. It takes place in 20. 20- you know, what's funny is like when I was reading this, like not on here, I had such a hard time trying to figure out what year it was. Not even noticing that Trump was right there. But when I hold it up like this, that's 2015. Yeah. That's 2015. Um. So yeah, this is just wrapping up Deadly Class. This is just following Marcus um, more in his time in Hollywood. Did you, I mean, this paragraph right here in the letter is completely sums up what the issue is about. Uh, The internal conflict of a former subculture elitist 
can't Marcus just enjoy the ride? No, people who can love platitudes like that are mysteries that Marcus can't trust. What are they really up to? There you go. That's the issue. <laughs> yeah, I would say we, we, we did describe it really well. Yeah. I think that's I just, like part of the reason I, I don't, I didn't like it a whole bunch, but. Mm-hmm. It, was, I, it, was, it was pretty dull. Like we did have that whole conversation mm-hmm. before we started recording of like. Just so I didn't say mean things. Yeah, yeah. Not it's mean a, things, but like things I just didn't want to say. Yeah. It yeah, it's basically just about Marcus dealing with the fact that he's a an adult now and he has to do things that he may not have done when he was younger because of the person that Marcus is. Yeah. Um uh, it is like get bittersweet getting up to like the end here. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm not I'm ready, but I'm not ready. I just as, like as I've said many times. At this point, I'm just like, I I very much do not know where this, what direction this story is going, and I know it's that's done on purpose. Is so like when the ending does come, it's like explosive, I guess, like something big happens. But it it's all a dream. He's already dead. Do not. Do not do that. <laughs> I'm just going to plant that seed just in case. Okay. Thank you. I will water it and let it bloom. We'll see though what I, happens. Though I don't think that's the case, but. No, because we still, there's so many questions that have not been answered yet. So many things that have happened in like the last couple issues that like I need more background on. I need more clarification on the things that happened characters that just randomly disappear in one issue and are no longer brought up again where is she where is she (laughs) i need her (laughs) uh i mean you're not wrong and i i'm surprised you're the first one to bring it up because you know how much i love her i know and it's been Uh, it's been like four issues i don't understand like where where is she (laughs) I need um, to know. It's driving me crazy. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll we'll get there. We'll get I there. I hope so. I hope so. Um, well, it'll be it'll be a bittersweet ending. I think no matter what. Just I, I I don't know. Yeah, I think that is the other thing. Is like I felt like by this point I would have a better a clearer idea of what might be about to transpire. Yeah. No. But it is very much just like. Because I ask you, like, every time we get an issue, like, how do you think this is going to end? And like I said, there's like, I can't even ask that question anymore because like, I, I always have theories and I don't have anything. Yeah. It's an interesting, like, it's like the last several years of Marcus's life that we've watched in this, like, very good relationship he has with Maria and like, yeah, this stardom that he has from writing it's it it is very strange and it it doesn't feel cohesive necessarily with the rest of like everything that's happened because it feels like breaking away from all of that stuff and then having that notoriety would be very like very much impossible it feels like a fever dream yeah that's why I'm telling you what I said to you all right. I've got there. The pieces are moving. <laughs> so we'll see. Like, yeah, we'll really see what happens. Um, I am very interested in 
yeah, it, 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 it does. There's something about it that feels unreal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it it's, feels like they're still in Vegas doing all those drugs, like when they were getting married. So, yeah, it's, uh, that's it. That's all I got to say. I don't have anything else that, that would be productive. Yeah, I mean, there's really, again, it's nearing the end. We can't really say too much about it anyway, especially because there's not a whole lot that really moves forward in this issue. So, yeah, yeah, a few more. We'll talk about it when it's done. We'll have to have, like, a whole time with that. I I know (laughs) I, compared to, like, you, I know I reread like started from the beginning fairly recently it was in the Mm -hmm. last few years I kind of wanted to like start from the beginning again with like once it's finished just so I could again take notes and talk about it and maybe that can be one of our patreon episodes yeah well I I I launched it so I I saw the email today so I wanted to, to bring it up and maybe we could mention our plan for it since we talked about it last week and potentially doing it now that it's up, um, we do have a Patreon going. We're still trying to work out the logistics and everything for it, but I mean, we have ideas. Yeah, and it's under Talk Comics to me if you just want to go to it and subscribe anyway. And there's a tier where it's just, you know, giving us some money every month because you love us. We will be... (laughs) you know, creating stickers. Yeah. It, it just like, if you sign up for one of our Patreon tiers, it, you automatically get a sticker. Okay, cool. I love that. So, you know, there's that, I mean, yeah, just supporting us, giving us money because you can would be like beautiful. Yeah. $3 Um, is like a, not even a comic. mm -hmm. It's not unless it's saga, but we're not going to talk about that either. (laughs) Um, but yeah, we will, we'll, text more or text we we will talk more about we'll text you yeah we'll, we'll send you a newsletter <laughs> um specific episodes and stuff that we're going to be doing whatever we'll figure it out we'll let you know there's going to be prizes rewards tears <laughs> we have ideas <laughs> i don't know if there will be prizes but we can say there will be prizes maybe well, the prize is just supporting us and us loving it. Oh, is that a, <laughs> is that a prize? Okay. It is. Yeah. That seems right. Yeah, that seems yeah. right. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Uh, with that, that's, I think, actually all we have for reals. Yeah. Um, so thanks for supporting us. And uh, go support your local comic book shops and buy some comics. Support your local libraries. You got to do uh, it, please. Support your friends. Take care of each other. There's nothing more I can really ask of you. I thought I, I was trying to remember if I like brought up everything that I wanted to this time. And I think my biggest thing was the Patreon. So yeah, just love, love, take care, <laughs> love. Uh, okay. So we'll see you on the, the, fl- the flippity flip, flip flop. <laughs>